Hello and welcome back to the History of Middle Earth podcast. My name is Phil and I will be your guide for today's adventure back to Middle Earth. Today's episode is brought to you by Chase McKinney. And you can thank Chase for today's episode. Because for those of you who have seen the outline that was put out a while back, you may go, this episode wasn't part of the outline. And you would be correct. And that is because Mr. Chase McKinney is our highest level tier on Patreon. Where we have several tiers, including Citizen of Gondor, Knight of Gondor, Ranger of Gondor, Fountain Guard, and King slash Queen of Gondor. And one of the perks to being a king slash queen of Gondor here is that you get to decide where the direction that the podcast goes every now and again. Um, and this was obviously more beneficial when I could pump out more episodes in a shorter time, which I hope to be getting back to here soon. But this is an episode that King of Gondor, Chase McKinney, has requested specifically with his power so we are inserting this episode into our outline as requested. And as usual, we are going to be starting off with this coming week in Middle-Earth history. Thursday, April 21st, in 2841, is when Thrain leaves to reclaim the Lonely Mountain. That same day, in 2850, nine years later, it's when Gandalf returns to Dogledor and then finds Thrain in the dungeon. April 25th in 2941, Gandalf visits Bilbo at Bag End. Wednesday the 26th is the unexpected party of Thorn and company visiting Bilbo. And the following day, Wednesday the 27th, 2941, Thorn and company ride out of Hobbiton at 11 a.m. <clears throat> Friday, April 29th, Frodo plans for his big departure in 3018. And in 3019, the captains of the West return from the Battle of the Moranon, and Minas Tirith prepares their celebration for the return of the victors. The following day, May 1st, it's the crowning of King Elisar, and Elrond and Arwen set out for Rivendell in Samwise Mary's Rose in 3020. Alright, now for the main topic. Before we get into the, some of the beasts of Middle-earth, more specifically like the horses and the eagles, we're going to go back further to see where they came from and their horsey ancestry. Um, and more than just the most common ones, like Shadowfax. Horses were beasts of burden and transport used by elves and men through the ages. Famous among the horses were Nahar, the steed of Arome, Rashalor, the war horse of Fingolfin, and Ferlof, the steed of Earl the Young. The breeding and riding of horses were arts developed by their greatest height among men, by the Rohirrim in the Third Age. Horses existed as native creatures in Middle-earth, However, in the Silmarillion and the Lord of the Rings, there is evidence that some of the breeds in Middle-earth, particularly in Beleriand and Rohan, were enhanced by sires brought from Amman. Although horses may have roamed freely when men awoke, 
with the rising of the sun. It is unclear if the elves who stayed in Middle-earth, the Sindar, Nandor, and Avari, had horses while Middle-earth lay for the most part in the sleep of Hyavana. In the early days of the First Age, Arome was heard sounding his horn, Valoroma, and riding through Valerian, and over the mountains hunting the fell beasts of Morgoth. He had been riding and hunting there with his folk since before the Firstborn awoke, and of all the Valar came the most reluctantly to Valinor. But the Sindar were awed by his splendor, and feared him in the great noise and onrush of Nahar. This does not mean that the early elves feared horses, as they would have no reason to fear any natural and uncorrupted beast, or that they did not keep horses themselves. In Valinor, the elves did ride, Feanor's son, Caligorm, and Valinor was a friend of Rome, and often, often followed the Vala's horn. Eridhel, while still in Eldamar, was also mentioned, mentioned as one who loved to ride and hunt in the forests. The Noldor brought some of their horses, which flourished in Ardgallon from Valinor, with them on the ships that sailed to Lascar. From few, their horses had increased swiftly, and the grass of Ardgallon was rich and green. Of these horses, many of the sires came from Valinor, and they were given to Fingolfin by Maedros, in atonement of his losses, for they had been carried by ship to Lascar. The Rohirrim believed their noble horse line, the Maras, must have had sire that was brought by the hunter Bema, or Arome, from the west. The horses of elves were ridden bitless and only decorative headstalls and saddles were wholly without tack and the Maris, like elf horses, also seemed to prefer being ridden, thus by the riders they allowed. The Maris was the name given by the Rohirrim in their language for a race of exceptional horses. The Maris are strong, wild, and intelligent. They would bear no man but the kings or princes of the mark with Gandalf being a notable exception. Their lifespan was as long as a man's. Ferlerof and Snowmane were white, where Shadowfax was more of a gray color. According to tradition, the ancestors of the Maris were brought from the west by Bema. The horses in the Vales of Anduin were special. During the Angmar War, the host of the west included noble Northmen riders, and when they landed at Linden, their horses were especially praised. In TA 2501, Laod of the Aethade captured and tried to tame the first of the Maris, only to be killed when he tried to mount it. His son Earl, however, managed to ride it and named it Ferlerov. Earl came with his horse south to Rohan, and the Maris were his descendants. Ferlerov was said to be able to understand men's speech. In 3018, the greatest of the Maris, Shadowfax, consented to being ridden by Gandalf. Gandalf rode Shadowfax throughout the War of the Ring. Nahar was a legendary horse ridden by Arome, the huntsman of the Valar. Nahar's coat was said to be white under the sun, but to shimmer in silver in the night, and his feet were shod in gold. In YT-1085, Arome was riding and hunting east near the Orakarni when Nahar gave a great neighing and stood still. 
Wondering, Aromi 2 went still and heard afar the singing of many voices. Thus Nahar alerted his master to the existence of the awakened elves. Later in YT 1105, when the hosts of the Eldali left Quivenin, Arome rode Nahar at their head. After Melkor and Ungoliant had attacked the two trees in Valinor, in YT 1495, a terrible darkness fell upon the land. Manway perceived a darkness beyond dark moving northward, and Arome began a pursuit. The sparks struck from the hooves of Nahar were the first light that returned to Valinor. Thelarof was the famous steed of Earl the Young, the king of Rohan, in whom all the other Maras, mighty horses of Rohan, were descendants. According to later tradition among the Rohirrim, the ancestors of the Maras were brought from the west by Bema. Therefore, Thelarof might be a descendant of those horses according to said tradition. Laod was a tamer of horses among the Aeothaid, who captured this wild white horse while it was still a foal. In TA 2501, tried to tame it himself, which is when he died, leaving it his 16-year-old son Earl, who hunted the white horse, found it, and called it Man's Bane, and demanded that it give up its freedom in payment for the death of his father. The horse agreed, and they took the name that Earl gave it, Felarov. It was on Felarov that Earl rode to the aid of Gondor, and Earl earned a famous victory, one that would lead Kyrian to grant them a wide empty land of Colonardon, which would come to be called Rohan. For more than 30 years afterwards, Felorof had the freedom of those wide grasslands, but a new invasion of Easterlings saw Earl ride to battle once again. In the Wold, the far northern reach of the Rohan, Earl and Felorof met their ends, and were laid together in a mound raised outside the gate of Edoras. Felorof was a very remarkable horse indeed. It is even recorded that he could understand the speech of men as well. He gave rise in turn to a race of wonderful horses, Maras, according to tradition, only be ridden by the Lord of the Mark and Earl's descendants. And the name Felorof in Old English means very strong. Shadowfax was a mighty horse of Rohan, the chief of the Maris, noted for its speed like an arrow. In September GA3018, Gandalf was in Rohan, and Theoden reluctantly gave him any horse of his choosing. At first, the horse did not allow him to come near, and Gandalf had to follow him far off the fields for two days before he tamed it, chasing it for over 20 miles. Shadowfax was said to be much faster than the horses of the Nazgul and carried Gandalf for about 620 miles from the 23rd to 28th of September. When they reached Weathertop, Gandalf was followed attacked by Nazgul on the night of October 3rd. Shadowfax then carried Gandalf far into the north to distract the ringwraiths from chasing the ringbearer. In February of the next year, Shadowfax returned to Edoras. Shadowfax came alone to Gandalf in the outskirts of the Fangor forest, and he introduced the horse to the three hunters. Hasafel and Erod recognized it as their chieftain. Shadowfax carried Gandalf and Gimli to Edoras. The horse was able to run from Edoras to Midas Tirith almost without stopping, and his ground speed rivaled the flying speed of the fell beasts used by the Nazgul. 
Shadowfax was at the Grey Havens with Gandalf when he sailed on the White Ship. Shadowfax was one of the line of Nahar, presumably was with him when sailing for the West as well. Shadowfax also possessed extraordinary courage. He was the only free horse in the world capable of standing before the Lord of Nazgul during the Siege of Gondor, instead of fleeing. Snowmane was the steed of Théoden, King of Rohan. His sire was Lightfoot and was probably one of the Amiras as well. Théoden rode with him to the Battle of Helenor Fields, where the steed was unfortunately killed when struck with a black dart by the Witch King, and fell on the king, mortally wounding him. Snowmane, also referred to as Theoden's Bane and Master's Bane, was buried where he fell, on the site known as Snowmane's Howl. A stone was erected, and there grass grew the most green ever after. Asselfell was the grey-coated steed of Geralt of Rohan. After the loss of his master in the ambush at Fangorn Forest, Hasselfell followed the Aerid of Aomer until he lent it to Aragorn when they met in the northern fields of Rohan. The hardy creature saw many adventures, including the Battle of the Hornburg, before Aragorn was brought his own horse, Rohirrin, by the rangers of the North during the War of the Ring and said to have been a gift from the Lady Arwen Evenstar. Rohirrin is a Numenorean Sindarin name, softened from the pure Sindarin Rosharin, meaning Steed of the Lady. Arad was Light Horse of Rohan. He bore a Knight of Rohan in Aomer's Eorab that engaged the orcs outside Fangorn. His rider was lost during the skirmish, but Arad himself survived and remained with the rest of the Eorab on their way back. In the wold, Aomer gave him to Legolas and Gimli. Arad served his new rider faithfully, and for much of his time, bore both Gimli and Legolas. At the Paths of the Dead, Legolas spoke Elvish to calm the beast so that he would enter the Dark Door. Presumably, he bore Legolas on his way throughout the War of the Ring and during the Battle of Helenor Fields. Legolas and Gimli rode upon him with the rest of their company to take Theoden's body from the Hallows of Minas Tirith to rest in Edoras. Asphaloth was the white horse of Glorfindel. Asphaloth was ridden by Glorfindel during the search for Aragorn and the hobbits on their way to Rivendell. After he found them and the Black Riders attacked, Glorfindel dismounted and placed Frodo Baggins, the Ringbearer, on its back, then ordered it forward to safety at the Ford of Ruinen. Asphaloth was, remar was a remarkably fast horse, outpacing the black steeds of the Black Riders, even so that it reached the Fords first. Firefoot was the horse ridden by Aomer of the Rohirrim, at least on the journey from Edoras to Helm's Deep, during which Gimli was also a passenger on Firefoot's back. Firefoot is never specifically described, but we can presumably gain an impression of the animal's appearance from the other horses of Aomer's Aerid, large and grey-coated, with a braided mane and long tail. You also have Arak, who is the horse used by Huron. Lightfoot was a horse of Rohan and sire of Snowmane. 
the Mount of King Theoded. Lightfoot is mentioned on the inscription of Snowmane's grave as well. Winfola was a grey horse of the Rohirrim, and was a horse that carried Eowyn in the guise of Durnhelm, the long miles from Dunharrow to Pelennor Fields, secretly accompanied by Meriadoc Brandybuck. Winfola was, was in the charge of the Rohirrim in the Battle of Pelennor Fields, but at the onset of the Lord of the Nazgul, the horse went mad with fear, threw its riders, and fled in panic. Left behind by their steed, Eowyn and Merry brought down the Witch King of Engmar, but by then, Winfula had left them far behind on the battlefield. And Winfula translates to Wind Full in the language of the Rohirrim. Rochelor was a great horse of High King Fingolfin, on which he rode to the gates of Engband and challenged Morgoth to single combat. Rochelor stayed with Fingolfin until his death. When assailed by the wolves of Angban, the great steed escaped by just outrunning them. Coming to Hithlum, his heart broke and he died. Now on to the eagles of Middle-earth. Eagles were birds that served as messengers of Manway. Among those were the great eagles, which were immense birds who were sentient, capable of speech, and often helped men, elves, and wizards in their quests to defeat evil. They were devised by Manwes, Sulmo, king of the Valar, and were often called the Eagles of Manway. They were sent from Valinor to Middle-earth to keep an eye on the exiled Noldor and on their foe, the evil Vala Morgoth. At a command of Manway, the lord of the Eagles, Thorondor, kept his ires at the top of Thingorodrim, the volcanoes above Engban, for a time. While he lived there, Throndor helped Fingon rescue Maedros. Throndor wounded Morgoth in the face after Morgoth's battle with Fingolfin, and he carried Fingolfin's body to the Echoreth, where he was buried by Fingon. Years later, the three giant eagles came to the aid of Baron Luthien, bearing them away from Thangorodrim after both had drained their strength in the quest for the Silmaril. Throndor's folk later removed their ires to the Chrysogrim, part of the Echorade about Gondolin. There they became friends of Turgon, bringing him news and keeping spies off their borders. Because of their guardianship, orcs were unable to approach either the nearby mountains or the important ford of Brithia to the south. They redoubled their watch after the coming of Tuor, enabling Gondolin to remain undiscovered for the longest of all elven realms. When the city fell at last, the eagles of Throndor protected the survivors, driving away the orcs that ambushed them at Kirith Thoron, the eagles cleft north of Gondolin. The eagles fought alongside the army of Valar, the Elves, and the Edain during the War of Wrath at the end of the First Age. After the appearance of, a winged, of winged dragons, all the great birds gathered under Thorondor and aided Erendil, destroying the majority of the dragons. In the Second Age, a pair of eagles had an ire in the king's house Armenelos, the capital of Numenor, until the reign of Tar and Kalimon when the kings of Numenor became hostile to the Valar. 
The Numenorians believe that the three eagles, the witnesses of Manwe, were sent by Manwe to guard the summit of Menaltarma. These appeared whenever one approached the hallow and stayed in the sky during the three prayers. Many eagles lived upon the hills around Sorontil in the north of the island. Eagle-shaped storm clouds, called the Eagles of the Lords of the West, were sent by Manwe when he tried to reason with or threaten the Numenorians. By the end of the Third Age, a colony of eagles under the Great Eagle lived in the northern parts of the Misty Mountains, who mostly nested upon the eastward slopes not far from the high pass leading from Rivendell, in the direct vicinity of the goblin town beneath. They often afflicted the goblins and disrupted their plans. These eagles helped Radagast and the elves of Rivendell in watching the land and in gathering news about the orcs. As a result of feeding on the sheep of the woodmen of Workwood, their relationship was not good and the eagles were afraid of the men's bows. The eagles rescued Thorin and company from a band of goblins and wargs and carried them to the Karak. Some days later, they spied the mustering of goblins all over the mountains to be gathered under the Great Eagle in the Battle of the Five Armies near Erebor. It was only with their help that the dwarves, men, and elves managed to defeat the goblins. The Great Eagle became known as King of All Birds. The eagles appeared in great numbers at the Battle of the Moranin, helping to fight against the Nazgul. It was Gwaihir, his brother Landreval, and Maneldor, who rescued Frodo Baggins and Samwise Gamgee from Mount Doom after the One Ring had been destroyed. Thoron is eagle in both Sindarin and Quenya, and in Gnomish, one of Tolkien's early conceptions of an elven language, a word for eagle is Eorith, poetic form Eor, in both Sindarin and Quenya. In one very late text stating the eagles were once again considered as Maiar themselves, saying the most notable were those Maiar who took the form of the mighty speaking eagles that we hear of in the legends of the war of the Noldor against Melkor, and who remained in the west of Middle-earth until the fall of Sauron in the dominion of men, after which they are not heard of again. Their intervention in the story of Melor in the duel of Fingolfin and Melkor and the rescue of Baron and Luthien is well known. Beyond their knowledge were the deeds of the eagles in the war against Sauron, in the rescue of the Ringfinder and his companions, in the Battle of Five Armies, and in the rescue of the Ringbearer from the fires of Mount Doom. Gwaihir was the greatest and swiftest of the eagles of Middle-earth at the time of the War of the Ring. A descendant of Thorondor, it is said that Gwaihir has was his vassal in the First Age and with his brother Landerval helped rescue Baron and Luthien from Angband. In the Third Age, he was the greatest and swiftest of the Eagles of the North. During the War of the Ring, Radagast sought help of his old friends. The Eagles set off and gathered news, wolves and orcs gathering and mustering, the movements of the Nine Riders, and the escape of Gollum from Mirkwood. As instructed by Gandalf, Radagast sent Gwaihir to bear the news to him at Isengard, but Gandalf was at the time imprisoned at the pinnacle of Orthanc. Autumn night, Gandalf saw the eagles flying towards him, and so Gwaihir rescued the wizard. But Gwaihir couldn't carry him far, so Gwaihir left him at Edoras in order to find a steed. 
Later, he was sent by Gladriel to find Gandalf, who found him on the peak of Celebdale after the Battle of the Peak and carried him to Lothlorien. Wehir, Melneldor, and Landreval helped the Free Peoples in the Battle of the Morannon. In the aftermath, they brought Frodo and Sam out of Mordor after the One Ring had been destroyed. Landreval was one of the Great Eagles and also a descendant of Thorondor, who also helped with the rescue of Baron and Luthien in the First Age. During the War of the Ring, he stayed out of the war for most of the conflict, but he followed his brother to the Battle of Morannon, where he and his vassals helped turn the tide. And Landreval is a Sindarin name meaning broad-winged. And Tanikatil, or Oyolosi, the Great Holy Mountain, was the highest of the mountains of Pelori, and the tallest peak in Arda. On its summit was raised Elmarin, the mansions of Manwe and Varda. According to the Annals of Amman, it was raised 3,450 Valian years, or 33,000 solar years, after the Valar arrived in Amman. The Chrysogrim were the mountain range forming a part of the southern Agoria, the encircling mountains of Gondolin, and were inaccessible from the ground. However, they were home to the great eagles, and from here, Thorondor, Lord of Eagles, watched for spies in the vale of the river Syrian. And during this time, the eagles were a chief source of information to Turgon and the Gondolindrum. It was from Chrysogrim that Throndor espied Hurin and Huar when they were lost in Dimbar. The Lord of the Eagles sent two great birds to carry the men above the Chrysogrim into Dumladin, where King Turgon of Gondolin welcomed them. The Eagle's Ire, known to the Eagles themselves as the Great Shelf, was a home of the Eagles located on the eastern side of the Misty Mountains. Its exact location is unknown, however it is presumably close to the High Pass and Goblin Town. It was from this location that the Eagles helped the Elves of Rivendell keep watch over their lands east of the Misty Mountains and gathered information about the Orcs in the region. In TA 2941, Eagles of the Ire rescued Thorn and company from the tops of the trees at the Wargs clearing and took them to the Eagles Ire. Here they met the Great Eagle, ate their first food since escaping the goblins, and spent the night. The next morning, the Eagles took them to the Kara. So there you have it, the history of horses and eagles of Middle-earth. If you do want more content, check out our website, ministeriothearchives.com. Check out our Facebook page and Facebook group, History of Middle-earth. We're on Instagram at History of Middle-earth pod and also our Discord page. Send in any questions you have to ministeriothearchives at gmail.com to our Facebook page or the Contact Us tab on the website. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope to see you back next time. Till then, I'm your host, Phil, and you're listening to the History of Middle-Earth podcast. <laughs>